Welcome. I am Jason Weber. I am pastor of student ministries here at Fellowship of Faith. Our student ministry is called Boulder, in case you're wondering. And yes, there's a U and an O in there, so it's Boulder in Christ, but also Boulder as a take off of our rock children's ministry, right? So you rock, then you become Boulder. It's, yeah, it's cool. Anyway, all right. So I have the opportunity today to um, share a little bit, um, continuing our God Stories series. And today's title was God Stories from the Gateway. And for those of you who don't know, the St. Louis Arch is actually the Gateway Arch. So we get to actually share stories from our recent mission trip to St. Louis, um, we can eliminate the chair in the middle. There you go, Ben. Well done. All right. That works better. <laughs> um, and to help us with this, of course, we have many of our participants. Not everyone could be here, sadly, but most, well, many, very many of our participants actually are here this morning. So we're going to share a little bit about what God is doing in St. Louis. Um, now, we as a ministry like to get kind of a breadth overview, kind of rather than digging in deep with a single ministry, we actually connect with many ministries across the area to get a wider scope of what all God is doing. So this morning we're going to share our trip, and I have a clicker that should work today, and there it is. All right, so we start off with where we started from. Um, <laughs> we... we uh, we, we got out of the van at the location where we were staying, and anybody want to take it away? Can you hear me? Okay, there we go. So we stayed in a school called Luther North, um, and basically they were our home for that week in St. Louis. So they let us use two of their classrooms, um, a boy's bedroom and a girl's bedroom, and they gave us their home ec room to use. Um, so yeah, we used their home ec room for cooking all of our meals and um, spending our time there in fellowship, like playing cards or um, doing devotion. Um, what's nice about it is there was six cooking stations, so snickerdoodles galore. Um, so yeah, um, they were very generous to us. Um, they let us use their track because a lot of us ran um, while we were out there. Um, they let us use their gym. Um, yeah, they were just very generous to us, and um, I don't think there's a way we could thank them for how much they did for us. Yeah, they were incredibly accommodating, and we, we do thank them a lot, um, definitely. Um, I think probably highest on my list is showers, where, you know, it's always good to be able to do when you're on a mission trip, and air conditioning. Oh, yeah. Big ones. All right. So let's, uh, let's, this was Saturday we arrived and then we, uh, you know, set up, got settled in, et cetera, et cetera. So then Sunday morning we actually went to church. You guys want to talk about that? Okay. So we went to a church called Faith and obviously the pictures show it. And there we helped set up their VBS. We didn't actually interact with the kids, but we helped like set it all up beforehand. And yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a non-traditional church, actually very much like ours. If you look in the, the photo of the, their sanctuary, you look at the back of the chairs, you, yeah, the chairs were essentially ours too, you know. It was, it was, it was actually rather home-like, honestly. Um, 
Yeah, we had a good time setting up for their their VBS. There was there was great debate as to whether you know the the cloud should be horizontal or slightly. Clearly, yes, it was yes. There was a fight after the argument, and we had them all sideways or crooked. Uh huh. The lady came and told us to fix them and put them straight. <laughs> it's the right way. Yes. <laughs> Um, so after that, we actually had a little bit of time to uh, enjoy the city a little bit. So we then started going to a few of the special locations that we find in, in St. Louis. So go ahead. Okay. Um, so I don't know what was first, but uh, as you can see in the pictures, oh, never mind. Uh, we went to the St. Louis Seminary, which is where my dad, the pastor, and Jason went to um, school. So there we did our Devo for the day, and we had quiet time, and um, it was a great experience. It was a little hot, but it's always hot in St. Louis, so what can you do? Um, then we went to the St. Louis Arch, um, and again, very hot, especially while hugging it, because metal stays hot. Um, the metal was a lot cooler than the ground where I tried to do a handstand, though, so... Yeah, um, that was more the touristy part of the trip. Um, we didn't really do Devo. A couple kids um, walked some trails around that area, um, but yeah, um, it that when you're out there in the open, you never realize how grateful you are for shade. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's about it for that day. Yeah, it was a good day. We had a we had a good day. Um, so then, this was Monday. Where did we go? So on Monday, we went to the Dream Center, which is a place, um, they, an organization, they bought about a block's worth. You said it was an old Catholic school. So they had the Catholic church and the school and then all the buildings that were associated with that. And they had a ton of ministries that they ran, whether it was um, helping people who had just recovered from an addiction and providing housing for them and providing them education so that they could um, move on in their lives or providing homes for women and children who were homeless or food for people that needed it. Um, there was also a big children's ministry that was a part of it. Um, so we helped set up, they ran a VBS, they called it sports camp because they didn't want people to be afraid about the Jesus part. Um, so we helped decorate for sports camp and make meals for sports camp. Um, one of the things, I'm a teacher, so one of the things that I most loved about this place was they, um, the St. Louis Public Schools are like the Chicago Public Schools, that they, they work and do the best that they can, but they just don't have the resources they need to do everything. So the Dream Center um, paired with them and got test scores of the students that lived in their neighborhoods and did Kumon, which is a tutoring program with the students for three months. And in those three months, the students grew from two or three grade levels below reading level to two or three grade levels above reading level, which is just incredible. So one of the things we loved about this ministry was that they really worked on um, holistically addressing the issues in the community and building up this whole community and not just covering with band-aids the little issues that they could, but really um, seeing these people as whole people and working towards making the community better by really investing in each person there. And then one of the things we talked about with the youth was the difference between social justice and social service. 
and we had devotions about it, we read about it, we talked about it because we want to make sure that we're not just doing a service trip where we go in like, like she said, put band-aids on things, but that doesn't really solve any of the issues. We wanted to partner with ministries that were doing more social justice, so things like the reading program, because if kids can read, then they can fill out job applications, then they can potentially go to college, then they, you know, they're not just meeting their spiritual needs or their physical needs, but they're trying to actually better the community, and we wanted to show the youth the difference between those two things in a ministry. It was really incredible to see, hear about all the different things that they're doing. Um, we got a chance to sit down with the children's director there, and uh, it was really neat, first of all, to realize that she was a product of this ministry. Um, she'd grown up and, and had become a leader in the ministry, and even cooler than that, now her children are part of the ministry, and... Um, growing up inside this ministry uh, environment. So just really cool, that the multi-generational thing. But as we were talking to her, she, she was um, starting to tell us about some of the other ministries that they do there. And it was an enormous list of things. And she was almost apologetic because they, they had trimmed down on their, 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 their missional uh, outreach opportunities. But the list was already like 40 things that they were doing actively. And I, I was like, I don't even know how you managed to do that, let alone more on top of that. It was just fascinating. It really was. Anything else? Good. Okay. So the next one, that was the morning of Monday. So here we went to a senior center and it was really cool because we got to meet all of the residents there and just learn about their families and just everything about them. It was really cool to just connect with them, like share our stories with them. And one of the things that they were most excited for was the ice cream truck. And that was running at least an hour late. So the entire time we were talking to them, they're like, okay, when is the ice cream coming? When is the ice cream coming? So eventually when they got there, we got ice cream and it was fun times <laughs> for everyone. Now we actually went there twice. So we're kind of telescoping here a little bit. So the second time we were there, too. Also, there was a oh. woman there that was 102 years old. Like, she had just turned 102. You couldn't tell that she was 102, though, just by looking at her. Um, she was in excellent shape. <laughs> so the second day that we went there, they had this Cardinals Day. So they were all wearing red, like all the gear. And uh, they were having a party, cooking hot dogs, popcorn, all that fun stuff. And the first day they were there, we sang for them. And they asked us to come back and bring a guitar, all that fun stuff. So we did that, and we sang a few songs. And then we asked them to sing for us. It took them a little bit, but we did get it. And so, so we finally got them to start singing. One of the women was like, I'll sing a few notes. And then she started singing. And then she's just like, <laughs> she started walking around the room like a performance. And it was Phenomenal. <laughs> you want to talk about the Dunettes? Yeah, so there was a little musical group that they had. They're called the Dunettes. And after we sang for them, they're like, all right, we're starting this group up again. So it was really cool. The, the, the location where we were at was on Dunn Road. So the facility was, had the title Dunn in it. So they're the, the, the Dunettes. That was hilarious. Also, one little piece about the 102-year-old. Um, she happens to be the, uh, the facility's uh, Wii Bowling champion. 
just FYI. <laughs> so that was our Monday. Um, and then Tuesday, we got to do a little bit more fun time. Wait, okay, so Tuesday we went to the St. Louis City Museum. And as my mom likes to put it, it's life-size chutes and ladders. So you can see in the pictures, there's a bunch of crawl spaces. Um, and that's just the outside. That's not even like a third of it. Um, so on the inside, um, there are nooks and crannies everywhere. Um, it's definitely a place to get lost in. Um, a couple people did get lost. Um, and stuck. Yeah, I'm one of those people that got lost. Um, so, yeah, all in all, it was a really fun experience. We were all sore the next day, needless to say. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is just the morning. We have ministry to do in the evening as well. Right. So, we were there, I don't know, not quite till noon, I would say. Um, what's that? We left a bit early. Yeah, we left just a little bit early. Um, yeah, and you can see this is giant teenager, adult-sized ball pit. There were two hilarious. ball pits, one for the older people and one for, like, I think it was 10 and under. Yeah. Because they yeah. were like, it you, was, no. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> so that was the morning. And, of course, we, we were actually able to go back to uh, the, the, the high school, get a little bit of rest, and then... So then we went to Good Samaritan Center, which was in Illinois, but we were in St. Louis. Um, and so pretty much it was a ministry center where a bunch of the neighbor, um, neighboring kids and stuff could come, and it was an air-conditioned place for them to come and play and just hang out pretty much. And they had laundry services, like they could do laundry there and stuff. Okay, hello. Um, <laughs> and so we helped them with VBS, which the day before they said that it was pretty much just like a wreck because they had like three leaders and they had like 50 kids show up and then they expected like 10 to 20, so yeah. Yeah, so part of it was that their actual VBS started at 5.30, but they were having kids get there at as early as one o'clock. So what they asked us to do was to go outside and entertain them until dinner started. So we would like color, play basketball, chalk, like all that fun stuff. And part of what was really cool about that is that all of like the leaders that were setting up BBS were inside making sure that was running smoothly. So we were outside with the kids making connections, learning about their life. So that was really cool. After we did dinner and everything, this was the second day I think. Um, there were two little girls at my group because we had like three separate groups and two little girls in my group started braiding my hair. It was very painful. <laughs> and like this one of my favorite parts of the trip because it was like a bonding experience almost. They don't really have adult figures in their life all the time because like they're either working or not there. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that the director told me is that uh, they were very, very pumped because they had five kids graduate from high school this year that came through their program. Uh, for us, graduating from high school is like normal. Everyone graduates from high school, but in East St. Louis, that's not the case. So it was a very big celebration that they had these five kids that graduated and that were looking at getting jobs and moving forward in careers. Um, also, the director is fabulous. She's an amazing woman who basically has dedicated her life to this center. And when she did that, she's very, like, she's very hard to say no to. So uh, she asked what we do for VBS at our church. 
and I said that we don't really do traditional VBS, we do Bible boot camp. And I told her a little bit, which by the way is next week, Bible boot camp. Um, anyway, so I told her a little bit about Bible boot camp, and she was like, you need to come there. You need to come down here. You need to do Bible boot camp. You should. You need to do that. You need to. And you can't say no, because she's like so nice and good. And so maybe we can connect with them in the future, too, to build a relationship. Um, but the, the whole ministry that she has run there is just anything for these kids, really, like anything. She talks about bringing them to amusement parks they've never been to or to the lake because they've never gone to the lake. or you know. All, and she sets up these kinds of outings and things for them to do. It's very cool. Uh, one thing that I probably liked the most um, was they didn't have a lot of stuff. So we brought bubbles and hula hoops and basketballs and um, other toys to play with. And um, there's this little girl named Jo Mariana and um, we were playing with the bubbles and her smile was so, it was heart melting. Um, it's just the fact that they've never had bubbles and that part where we were able to give them this experience, um, I, I loved it. Um, they are happy with less. They don't need the new phone coming out or the expensive car or any of that. They just want bubbles. Yeah. Um, wanna just uh, for perspective, um, I was pregnant then too, just like I am now. And, um, and so there was a young girl, she was probably 13 or 14, and I helped with the crafts during VBS. So before VBS started, I was inside helping prepare because some of the crafts were very detail-oriented for three and four-year-olds, but um, that's what we did. And so she was helping with some of the craft preparation, and she was asking me about the baby, and she asked if my mama was was okay or excited about the baby. I well, yeah, she is. It's her first grandbaby. Of course she's excited about it. And then kind of hesitantly she asked about my daddy, if my daddy was okay with the fact that I was pregnant. Um, and, well, yes, it's his first grandchild too. He's excited about it. Um, and further questions. And she asked if the baby's daddy was going to be at the hospital when the baby was born. Well, he better be like of course he's gonna be um, and there was no concept of like the fact she thought that I had lived with my parents and that I wasn't married to the baby's father and just they their concept of what family life looks like is so different than what we know um, and so that was just a hello a good perspective for us to have that um, that just what we know is normal for family is not at all what is normal for them, and just to, to keep ourselves aware of the differences between the life, the normal life that we live, and the life that they live. So when we were there, okay, um, I met a girl named Paris who was, I believe, 13 or 14 years old, um, and the first day she was kind of just quiet. When everybody else was outside, she was inside with like the director or whatever of the ministry center, and so the first day we were sharpening pencils for all the kids to be able to color, um, coloring pages in with. And it was just me and her and we like connected a lot. And so the second day we were in the same group for um, like VBS. And it was really hard to leave her because she told me that her mom passed away. And I guess it just really put into perspective 
how much my mom means to me and how much if she was gone, what I would lose and what I would have to do. And so it was just hard leaving her. Yeah, a lot of deep connections there. Um, so this ministry center is in East St. Louis. Um, essentially, they bought two um, kind of bombed out, burned out homes, former homes, uh, knocked those over and put up a pole barn and just said, okay, what can we provide with this community, right? Um, and so thinking it through, they're like, okay, here's laundry services, here's filtered water, here's uh, space, open community space, here's air conditioning. Um, and so it's, it's really no wonder that the, the, these kids have really started to um, turn this into, this ministry center, into, uh, you know, kind of home away from home. Um, and just really fantastic, the stuff that they're doing there. Um, and hopefully we can uh, get some deeper connections there. It was a lot of fun. All right, so um, one thing to process, we went to the city museum, so we spent a few hours there, and then we went here. And so starting at 1, we went till 8, 8.30 before we actually got home. And I just wanna say, these students here are amazing. Um, no one was complaining about, hey, when are we gonna eat? When are we stopping? When are we going home? None of that was going on. They were simply going, we're here till we're done. And we got done, and we went home. I mean, it, that, that's what it was, but you guys, fantastic. Awesome, you guys rock it. So we got to spend two afternoons slash evenings with uh, Good Samaritan, um, and it really was an amazing experience, but that was not hardly the only experiences we had. Um, this is one, uh, maybe I put this in the wrong order anyway, uh, but this is one where we were actually spending some time uh, wandering around in the city. You want to talk about that a little bit? Okay. Is this on? Okay, yeah, cool. So um, what you're looking on the screen is um, a listening prayer. Um, and it's basically, we decided to make lunches and hand them out to the homeless people or the poor in St. Louis. Um, but we didn't know where to start because not many of us are familiar with that area. So we um, decided to pray about it and we were just like, hey God, where do you want us? Um, so then after praying for a bit, um, we split off into our own quiet sections of the school and we listened for God. And whatever popped into your mind, um, we were told to write it down. And then we'd share at the end everything that we wrote down. So after about like 45 minutes in our quiet spot, um, we regrouped and shared our stuff. Now, I don't want to share what anybody else had, but I'll share what I had. So um, I am big into music. Um, so I kept hearing East to West. And I just that kind of told us what direction to walk in. So from the starting um, point, we didn't know where to go. So we decided to go west. Um, but I just love how God speaks to us in our hopes and our dreams and our hobbies um, and in our likes. Um, he knows us and he uses that to communicate with us. Um, and I just want to say that it wasn't just me that had everything. I just had what direction to go. Somebody else had the starting point. Um, we, not one person can do this. It needs to be everybody sharing everything. Everybody has a little bit of um, where God wants us. 
So one of the things that I could not get out of my head during this listening prayer was butterflies. And as you can see the statue, one of the craziest things was that, so we were there, I was listening like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me? And I thought of butterflies. I'm like, okay, what does butterflies have to do with anything? So I try to look things through like, okay, what can connect to butterflies? So I thought of the song called Butterfly Effect, which is not a Christian song at all. <laughs> But there are these lyrics called Icy Like a Hockey Puck. I'm like, okay, why is this stuck in my head? So when we came together and we all discussed like what we couldn't get out of our head, I told butterflies and Icy Like a Hockey Puck. And one of the places we walked by that we gave a lot of food to was by the hockey arena. And also in the picture that you will probably see, uh, we literally passed an entire statue of butterflies. I'm like, okay, if this is not God talking to us, then I don't know what is. Uh, listening prayer is something that Tim and I have done with youth and other churches that we've been a part of, and we did it for the first time with this group this year. Um, and it, for me, the 45 minutes where they're out praying is like a horrifying, fear-filled time because I'm always worried they're going to come back and stare at me like, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, I don't know what we're going to do now. <laughs> and so, and I should trust God because every time God speaks to them and it's always in different ways. And one of the girls who's not here um, she was probably one of our quieter people on the trip, not, not very vocal all the time. Um, and she said a few things when we got together, but didn't say too much. But one of the things she said is she kept hearing Martin Luther King Jr. So I was like, that's probably a road because in every major city it is. So we looked it up and that's how we found our original starting point. And it happened to be outside of St. Patrick's Center, which is one of the largest food pantries and soup kitchens in St. Louis. So there was plenty of people all around the building that were hungry that we had food for, which was awesome. So we started there, and when we hopped out of the van, she hands me this list. Uh, this, you know, she's got all these weird random words written down, probably like 10 words that were not at all connected. And if you stood where we were standing at our starting point and just turned in a circle, every single thing that she had written was somewhere around on a sign. So like one of the things she wrote down was braids. And across the street, there was a big hair braiding, braids, 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 like sign, you know, and then you turned and she wrote down the word gay and, and gay street was the street that it was on and MLK. I mean, every single thing that she wrote down was around us. Um, and Ben said at the first service, which is so true that sometimes I think we have times where we doubt is God, is this Christianity thing really valid? Like, is this real? Are we all crazy? You know, I think we all go through those moments of doubt. Um, and so for something so, like the butterflies for you, you know, where you're like, I heard this and now I'm seeing this and only God can arrange this. This can't be a coincidence. And for her to have that list and to turn around and see all these things, only God can do that. So it's like that feeling of um, he hears us and we can hear him too. You know, to have that kind of relationship is very cool just like to say, God is not discreet. I mean, Reagan thought of butterflies, and boom, there's a statue of butterflies. It's not like, oh, look, little butterflies flying by. A statue of butterflies. And it was literally, the title of it was Mariposa, which is butterfly. So, yeah. Um, and it was not small. It was, it was... You'll know when God's talking. Very big. All right, so this was uh, a morning that we, we spent, uh, and then that afternoon we actually went back to Lutheran Senior Services, um, but the next day we went to another place, a new place. All right, so we went to this place called Love the Lou, um, 
basically it started with a, with a guy who just decided to um, build up this community that he was in. And it was the fifth worst neighborhood fifth, in yeah. the United States. And basically said it needs God's love. Um, and uh, being of the fifth worst community in the area, it, everybody knew this place and they respected it. And it was, it was pretty cool seeing just people walking by, you know, thanking us for helping pick up, pick up stuff on the street. Um, but they have a lot of different ministries there. Um, they, so the building that they, that was given to them, um, has four buildings at the, at the ground level. Um, they turned one of them into a wood shop so that they can reinvest in their community by teaching them how to, how to, um, you know, trade, uh, and, uh, there's a pickle shop on, in, in there, um, there's, and then there's their office. And so they take the, uh, you know, I, so w what we did there was we organized the shed and did some other manual labor to help them um, out with things that, that they don't need to do, anybody can do, so that they can do their ministry. And um, so we had... So, so we went in and talked to the guy who started started the um, this organization, and so he, you know, he told us a little about himself, and he says, "I'm 38." I'm like, "Well, I'm 38." Uh, he says, "I have four kids." I have four kids. I'm like, this guy sounds just like me, and it got me thinking that, you know, what he did in this community, why. Like, he's no different than any of us. Why is he doing this and why am I not? So um, it, it got me thinking, you know, what can I do to help my community back where I live? Because no matter where you're at, there's need. Um, you don't have to go far. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, but it's, real, it's really cool to see that people just find a need and, and meet it where they're at. You don't have to, you know, go far away. You can still do what you're doing to meet your calling, which isn't necessarily your profession. It's, you know, your, your ministry isn't necessarily that. So um, it's just cool to see that. Yeah, this actually was on Wednesday. So listening prayer was Thursday and this was Wednesday. And so that morning we had had a devotion where we talked about how your, your ministry is not necessarily your profession. Like you might have a paycheck someplace else, but then God calls you to do ministry in a different way. And so we had talked to the youth about this and hoped they listened to us. Maybe some of them did. And then that we get to this place and the owner starts talking and it was like creepily the same. The words were exactly what we had said. You know, your ministry might not be, I mean, he launched into it and Jessica and I looked at each other we were like whoa like this is almost word for word it's a little weird and then that afternoon we went to Good Samaritan and then that person did a devotion all about how your ministry might not be your profession and how God calls everyone into ministry and it was like the same thing again I'm like I hope that these guys are listening because God once again not being discreet he was not. God was like in their faces, like, this is important. Hear this. And so leading before going into listening prayer it was cool to see how God was saying the same message over and over to us. So many of the ministries that we, we try to connect with, we try to look for ways that we can help support the ministry and their endeavors, um, not necessarily being on the front line, so to speak, right? Um, we're just there for a very brief period of time. For us to get that kind of 
FaceTime. Um, sometimes, like with Good Samaritan, that's what they need. That's, that's what they're looking for. So absolutely, like, we'll, we'll absolutely do that. But some people are like, well, why did you go all the way to St. Louis to clean out a shed? Well, but that's what that ministry needed so that the people who are there to minister, right, have the freedom to do that while we can clean out the shed for them. Um, and it's just really, really awesome to be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, so then we also, maybe, there we go. So we went to a place called Oasis International. And what they did is that they housed uh, refugees from like all over the world. And what we did is that we like broke down the houses so that the professionals can come in and actually do all the real work and installing all the stuff and so that the refugees can actually stay there and live. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is. This day was a heat warning. It was a heat advisory day. It was extremely hot. We were in a duplex, obviously, that did not have air conditioning. As, they, as you can see, they're tearing it apart. This was the day, I think, for me with the youth that I was like, man, they did not complain, and they were hustling to get stuff out of the house. And in fact, there was another youth group that was there working at the same time, and I was really proud of our youth, like, hauling it. Like, the other youth are sitting out, like, sipping their Gatorade, <laughs> and they were, like, bringing down drywall and throwing it in the dumpster. It was good. <laughs> really awesome, yeah. Uh, now, just to clarify, Oasis International, this group that we worked with, is a different Oasis than the Oasis for Orphans, which is a ministry that our church supports and is partners with. Um, and, yeah, just so that's clarity, yeah. Um, so, obviously, we, we worked very hard, and uh, you guys were amazing. Do you have any... Yes, that's what it is. So we had one other thing that night. All right, so our last thing that we did on this trip was go to a Jewish Shabbat service. And it was crazy because we were there the exact time. What was it, like the only time in the year? Yeah, no, it's the third, third Friday of the month. Third Friday of the month. And we just so happened to be there. So like, okay, let's check it out. But this is the end of the week, right after we did all the demolition work. So we were exhausted. I'm like, okay, what is this going to be? It's probably going to be really lame. But we went there, and it was probably one of my favorite things in the whole trip. And what we did, we just, there were probably three or four other families there. And the pastor grew up an Orthodox Jew, later became LCMS pastor. So it was really cool to talk to him and see like the differences of how he thinks through the Bible and all that. And during the little service they had, um, we read from the Bible, we read from another little devotion thing that he found, which is pretty good. And then there was this little girl that came up that blew one of those like antler horn things. Shofar. Shofar. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And then also we worshiped, we sang songs and it's nothing like we do here. We sang in Hebrew. And it was just amazing to see how different a church service can be, but still be focusing on the same thing. And after the service we had, we ate dinner, not really dinner, we had snacks. And then we played games like Kosher Land, Wii Sports. So it was really cool to just connect with these people and see how they, how they worship God.
and we originally weren't going to actually go to this. Um, while all the leaders were looking at places for ministry, they uh, came across this um, uh, ministry, I guess is the right word for it. Um, and they saw that like they don't really need any help right now, so we're not going to really bother them yet. We'll go find somebody that needs our help. Um, but I'm pretty sure Gwen asked her mom to um, do a listening prayer with us. And she couldn't get the Star of David out of her head. So that's really why we came here. And I believe that Reagan saw a girl with butterflies on her dress. So, so God was definitely calling us to be there. Do <laughs> um, you want to explain kosher land just a little Oh, kosher land is Jewish candy land. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we got a picture of the inside, but... Um, when you can like, see it on Facebook. When you hit all those um, special spaces, like move ahead six spaces, move back two spaces, all like, um, darn, you ate pork, go back three spaces. <laughs> or, um, there was stuff relating to Hanukkah, and it was great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so. All right, so we've been back now for about a month. Um, uh, isn't that pretty crazy? Um, do you guys have any thoughts or reflections just to close us out here? If you are in junior high or high school, Boulder is definitely a fun experience, and I encourage you to join and come on these trips with us. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, you get very tired afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a fun experience, um, and if you have children that are in junior high or high school, um, force them to come the first time. Um, we will probably be really crazy. We um, will probably scare them off. That happens. So um, yeah, please join us. One of the things that I noticed, this picture makes me think of it. If you look at that first day picture when they're standing on the wall and doing their mug shots, like they're happy and they're good. But when we were leaving, like their smiles are just, they're changed um, by going on these kind of trips. Uh, they're a one week. It doesn't take much time, but they grow together, but then they also grow in their relationship. And then you see their pictures at the end and they're like, oh, they're smiling so big. They look so happy. And like, I mean, they're so happy. So it really is, it can be very life-changing to go on this kind of trip. Just to clarify, the, the, the photo was texted to me five minutes after they got back to their house. Yes. <clears throat> um, so we're going to kind of switch modes, get back into kind of worship time now. Um, would you guys stand up and pray with me? Lord God... You have brought these people together, and it is truly amazing to be able to be a part of it, to get some insight into what you're working in these, these students and these volunteers, um, in, in all the ministries we got to connect with, to see you working um, beyond just what we see every day, and to know that you are continuing that work, not just here, not just in us, 
but across this nation, across the world. Um, Lord, help us to see with your eyes um, and hear what you have for us to hear. Lord God, for those times when we don't listen, when we don't do those things that we know we ought or do the things that we know we ought not, Lord, as we move forward here, help us to reflect on that. Help us to grow closer to you um, and shed those, those desires. Um, focus more on you and see you follow your path. Lord, as we spend some time now reflecting, help us to see ourselves in you. Help us to know that you are working in us and will continue to work in us all the days of our lives.